Welcome back to another episode of Sports Medicine on Tap. My name is Brandon Alley, and I'm sitting here at Neck of the Woods Brewing Company in Pittman, New Jersey, sitting alongside Dr. Frank and Frank Price, Director of Brewing Operations here at Neck of the Woods. Dr. Frank and Frank, how are we doing tonight, gentlemen? Fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah, we're doing great tonight. It's heavy heart, though, you know? Very heavy, heavy subject tonight. Um, it is Tuesday, January 3rd. 2023. Uh, 2023. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy New, Happy New, New Year. Year. Thank you. Um, and we are going to discuss the... the impactful topic of DeMar Hamlin and the Monday Night Football injury that occurred. Again, I think it's smart to go ahead and say, like we always say, we have no access to his information. We have no real idea of what's really truly going on. Right. We just but we just connect the dots. Let's connect the dots best we can from what we saw and the information that was given to the public um, and that we're going to do our best to kind of go over these scenarios, a scenario like this, emergency preparedness and other things like that of how you know, and a very unfortunate event can at least be an opportunity to be educational, help someone else and potentially save a life down the road of different things and different avenues of the, the, that regard. Scary stuff, though. Pretty mm-hmm. heavy. You yeah. know, the, the sadly on stage, you know, the world got to see some of the stuff that we potentially see. Right. You know, you know, and that's the thing that we stuff. were talking about earlier is like, you know, nowadays with everybody in their phones and all that kind of stuff, right. like mm-hmm. they're videoing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. 20 years ago, that whatever was on TV you saw right that was it you know so yeah. think about all the the videos that are going to be shared of what actually happened on that right. field that's not, and that's right. even you know to go along with that is in recent history the Christian Erickson situation the soccer player who went down with sudden cardiac arrest right. in the middle of a soccer game um, and I think you can almost applaud the NFL and the ESPN broadcasting because they took a lot of the cameras off the situation whereas right. when the Christian Erickson thing there was you know you saw a lot more you saw kind of CPR being performed and other things like that. So yeah. um, they kind of steered away with that and just I think they, they handled the situation very well. Yeah. Um, a bunch of different, you know, anchors and ESPN reporters were on last Wasn't night. Wasn't it interesting to see the anchors just like, like almost de- like devastated by it, yeah. which understandably Un- so, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One, one anchor in particular, actually, I thought um, Booger McFarlane mm-hmm. was doing the some of the ESPN broadcasts yep. and, and Susie Colburn, I forget who else was on it, were like, you could see like they were really shaking and really struggling yeah. to carry to carry the show at that point and, and Booger stepped up like there was no tomorrow he was great yeah yeah handled it like a champion and then after the the main broadcast uh scott van pelt usually the late night guy and he yeah. had ryan clark on right and he's a course great voice for the football and he had a lot yeah. of good things and yeah. you didn't see it google it ryan clark on espn last night right. he had like a, like Very a five minute emotional statement he he puts a good perspective in it as a from a human standpoint yeah disregarded football and everything else and it was, it was really nice well i mean te- technically when somebody has a cardiac arrest i mean they're dead they're dead right, right. Yeah. i mean so yeah i mean you, you can understand how how they must have felt witnessing right. something like that yeah horrifying yeah yes. really really tough to see and and i think lots of times you know Everyone knows that that's a possibility, right? But it's just so rare and so infrequent. It is not in your mind as a realistic possibility. Right. And then when it happens right there in front of you, it's it's a scary reminder, right? Like yeah. that's part of sports and scary things happen sometimes. Right. And I think it's, you know, it, it goes to say that thank, thank God um, in a sense that he was in a position where he was surrounded by medical personnel, whatever. Right. Like this wasn't something that happened on like a family trip on the beach volleyball game or something. Right. You know, whatever the case is. Yeah. Granted, the NFL has these emergency action plans, the medical staff in place, the yeah. athletic trainers, like the physicians, great. the EMTs, the paramedics, all the devices, the ambulance, everything was right on site, which right. is the beauty of it in that the access was there. Whereas, you know, access is really big, getting an AED on site and all that other stuff, very paramount to, you know, so better outcomes. Before we go down that road, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I gotta tell you, there's a, there's a tasty tray sitting in front of me and I'd like to learn a little more about it. Um, Frank, what do you, what we do you got seem to, say to be this? having a lot of these tasty trays in front of us <laughs> right. uh, every show now. Yeah, right, right. I'll take it. Yeah. So, uh, so today we, we we have a flight of beers in front of us, four beers, and uh, mm. from left to right, we're looking at uh, the first beer, which actually plays into tonight's show. This is our Heroes Kolsch. And could, uh, could the, have been planned any better. It's I, unbelievable. I, I, I know. Like to for, for what to happen last night. And for the plan that I had for one of my buddies who, buddies, best friend, who underwent something that was just devastating six years ago when he dropped dead on a soccer field when it was the parents versus their kids. Oh, God. Luckily, he had people around him that acted quickly and we're able to do CPR, right? get an AED mm-hmm. and shock him, and give him a chance. Right. Got the Cooper, six vessel bypass. Yeah. And he's doing great today, but I made that beer for him. So Pepe Dragata, Heroes Kolsch, this one's for you. Cooper University Hospital. Excellent local. Well, they saved my life facility. too. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were there too. Yeah, man. shout out to them. For sure, for sure. Uh, next beers are Stay in the Car, Galaxy Frank. Yeah. Which is almost like our traditional Frank, just with the addition of those galaxy hops. Uh, that next one, that's pretty uh, near and dear to your heart there, Heck Dr. Yeah, Frank. Man. <laughs> so that's our Belgian Jubal. Delicious. Which was uh, brewed over, gosh, 15 months ago, sat in a bourbon barrel for 14 months. Just, yeah. Oh, so Keeps getting better. I know. Yes. As we were talking earlier, do we leave it as the base beer it is right now, or do we add Spice a- Spice it up even more. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. And then the last one to bring in the new year was our Champagne Sour Nova, another barrel-aged beer that sat in wine barrels. For 12 months. So we're going to be tasting all these nice, delicious beers. Unbelievable. And we'll get into some of the potential differences there between Pepe and what just happened on the field last night. Oh, don't call him Pepe. Sorry. Pepe. 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 All right. You got to say like the Philly or the Italian. Yo, Pepe. Pepe. (laughs) All right. So, So some of the stuff that happened between Pepe versus what happened last night but we'll get into some of the details on mm-hmm. uh, some some of the s- subtle potential differences there mm-hmm. but um yeah it, like couldn't have played out any better if this was the beer you know and the topic was going to be different originally today right, right? right. And, yep. you know we'll potentially save this topic for next week or whatnot right uh some carlos korea action but once once that happened last night there's no mm-hmm. way we could not talk about what happened exactly so when when pepe told me that um you know, six years ago, he suffered this massive life-changing event. Right. Uh, had to live a little bit healthier. Right. Which we all know is difficult to do. Oh, it's yeah. a challenge. But when he said that he might have to give up beer, I said, Pep, you know what? I'm going to brew you a beer that's going to get you low alcohol, low calories. And we're going to throw in a little gluten reduced in there as well. All right. So this Heroes Kolsch, 3.5%, 99 calories, gluten reduced. Cheers, boys. Cheers, man. Like, delicious. Yeah. And it's, it is less pungent than, or less, like, like you can taste it, low alcohol content. Yeah, I mean, traditionally, a Kolsch, which, you know, originates out Super of Germany, smooth. is, is yeah. going to be one of those beers that, look, if, if we were sitting in a, in a pub right now in Germany, yeah, 
And we were drinking this beer out of this Stung glass. Okay. <laughs> what the waiter would do is they just walk around with these pre-filled glasses already. Yeah. And your little beer coaster that you put your, your glass on. Yeah. He's going to put a little mark on there. And as long as you don't have that beer coaster on the top of the glass, he's going to keep replacing your glass. Just changing it out mm -hmm. and putting another mark. And then when you're done, you just put the beer coaster up there, done. So Kolsch's are traditionally low alcohol, easy drinking beers. Yeah. Um, Very easy. You know, just 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 a, a gathering type of mm -hmm. beer, you know, when you're surrounded by your friends and family. It's my style. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers. 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 Absolutely. So, so just a little background on Pepe Dragata. He, he does run this Heroes Foundation. So it was back in 2015 where he did suffer the cardiac arrest and underwent the six-vessel bypass at Cooper Hospital. But the use of the AED is what ultimately did save his life. Right. And, you know, there wasn't an Not AED. Just his. No, I mean, yeah, definitely look at last night. Right. right. You know, and where this happened, there was not an AED on site. Mm hmm and, you know, it was his goal basically to go around the area and make sure that all these sports centers where our young athletes are playing sports, that there are the backups in place so that God forbid something like this happens again mm -hmm. to especially somebody younger. It doesn't matter the age, but they have the, the, the mechanism there to, to, to help save a life, mm -hmm. get that person to the hospital where they can get additional treatment so he runs his foundation basically gets these aeds all over the place so that's why we made this beer tribute to him hold on man thank you seriously yes. well done by him too right like uh he's a great guy life hands you life hands you lemon you make lemonade right, right. like that's the, that, the idea and you know someone gets impacted by something like that you know mm -hmm. i really think it affects different people in a different way right and the, the the most impressive outcome is you know what i'm gonna help the next guy who's stuck in this particular situation right. i'm gonna yeah i think it's, it's it's pretty awesome and that's similar to like other foundations that um we're we've been talked about like adam talaferro right you know similar things with like spinal cord injury and other things like that um where these unfortunate events um at least open a channel up for people to kind of start these foundations and get the uh, you know um increase awareness to help prevent catastrophic injuries or other things going in the future and just like you know Pepe's has done getting ad's on sporting events because you know no one wakes up and thinks it's going to be a, a catastrophic event you wake up going to your son's or daughter's soccer game you just expect to go out go, right. go to friendlies or burger king afterwards get some burgers and go home and have your saturday afternoon you never know when these kind of things can happen my son's a lacrosse goalie and i gotta tell you like watching it happen was again a reminder like oh dear god like, i hope right. i hope you know like like so you know the typical and we'll get into the details again right you know a little later but the typical person who has the injury or the event that happened last night mm -hmm. is frequently a baseball player mm -hmm. hockey player yep a lacrosse goalie yep. a lacrosse player getting mm -hmm. hit in the chest by the ball right that's the most common you know teenage to you know early 20s kind of a kind of an age and as a lacrosse goalie like they have extra padding they have right. extra padding mm -hmm. on their chest to try to prevent just such an event from happening Correct, yep. for whatever reason like they you know saw it happen we weren't sure we'll get into some of the details of it like all these different things were floated around but what i eventually i think it is and i think what most people think it is like like 
this 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 entity which we'll get into commercial cordis mm-hmm. um i was you know it just hit me like oh dear god could you imagine if that if that's your kid and your child right. or, or that's out there so the idea of having the aed there having the aed available like that changes everything right. that's what that's what saves people in this particular problem yep. and we'll get we'll get more into that yeah and quick side note Pepe was delivering an AED up in, I believe it was Cherry Hill area. One week later, he was at that same field that he delivered that AED. His son was playing soccer up there. Don't you know, the ref goes down no in the middle of the way. game. Mm. Nobody knows where the AED is except Pepe because <laughs> he, he put it there it. a right. week ago. Right. Wow. He goes running, grabs the AED, brings it back, puts it on this guy, shocks him, saves the guy's life. That's, that's an unbelievable story. Unbelievable. The guy came to his foundation party that next year with a, a, a nice little present just saying basically, sure. you're, oh, yeah. you're, you're my guardian angel. Yeah, I mean, my like, hero. So these things save lives. Absolutely. As it showed last night. Right. Amazing. That's an incredible story. Yes. And he's an incredible guy. He gave the name Stay in the Car Frank. Right. And what we're tasting right now is the Galaxy version right. of the Stay in the Car, Frank. He also helped put this together, right? Oh, he did. Yeah. He was, he was the, a, the podcast a big part. being here. Like, like, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So this is going to be our Galaxy Stay in the Car, Frank. We got our um, Eldorado hop, our Mosaic hop, and of course, Galaxy. So cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Love that too. That's good. So different. Yeah, this has that traditional stay in a car frank mm-hmm. taste, but right. that, that galaxy that hop, hop yeah. just just changes it. I know. In such a good way. Oh, so yeah. good. And that I, sits at six percent. Very easy drinking. We put that in a twelve ounce can. Everyone I know wants to try stay in the car frank. They just well, hear about it all the time. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little biased. Of course. You know, but it is my favorite. <laughs> I had some at my house over New Year's and I got it, one of my, I think it was my cousin onto it. He was like, oh, this is really good. I was right. like, oh yeah, I have something for you. <laughs> A little special. Yeah. So another side note yeah. is that probably every month when we go and we can our beer here at Neck mm-hmm. of the Woods, we usually can on Tuesday so that Saturday after we do flights. So four beers straight from the tank in a production area poured by frank frank there you go wait wait say that again how does that timeline play out so we can beer on tuesday right and that next saturday right so the next one will be i believe it's january 28th maybe okay that's the saturday from noon till 5 p.m you can come to neck of the woods Purchase yourself a flight of beers, walk into the back, and Frank will pour it straight from the tank. So I'm, I'm intrigued by this because I don't understand the logistics. You canned it on Tuesday. There's still beer in the tanks left over on Saturday for yes. you to pour from? Yes. Pour? So we always leave some left over so that we can keg them. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, okay. So there's a little bit before you keg it, after you've canned it, and then you pour your flights directly out of there. And when it comes right out of the tank, uh, I'm telling you, it it just ups the level. I don't know. Authenticity? Maybe, maybe 40%. <laughs> I like it. You know, it's just a unique experience. It, it's a it's an opportunity to come back to put, you know, the the face to the name. Right. To to see the process, to ask questions, to just immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah. See, see the see the tanks back there. See, like it's, mm-hmm. it's it's very cool to see the whole process. It is. Good times. Right, what's uh what's this next one that's sitting here for us? 
That one is our Belgian Double. We named that one straight out of Belgium. Just, you know, again, I think I mentioned before that I was a product of like the 90s rap right. era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was a uh, another um, name of a song called Straight Out of Compton. Compton. I think yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we went straight out of Belgium with this one. There you go. All right. So this is a Belgian so Double. The color has kind of it's got me a little perplexed. It's not usually such a such a dark. Yes. Yeah, so, so traditionally, the the Belgian Double, um, it, it, it gets its color from the addition of a Belgian candy sugar, okay. which they extract from beets, believe it or not. Heck yeah, yeah, man. All right. And when it went into the barrel, it was the traditional color, but we put it into a bourbon barrel. So obviously bourbon's going to be a little bit on the, the right. heavier side of the color. Right. It's going to have that charredness from inside of the barrel. So it, you know, changed it to even more darker, richer, you know, brown here. So... We're going to go ahead and uh, taste test this guy right here. I can't tell you how excited I am. Now, so we were talking about this earlier. Do we keep it this way or do we age it a little bit more on some cherries, some plums? I'm maybe a little sure bit I know of the espresso coffee. <laughs> here we go right. again. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Very excited about this. Whoa. That's really good. That's really, really good. So it's amazing that four seconds later, that's where you pick up the oak right. from the barrel. Mm -hmm. Totally. You don't get it right away. No. You get some bourbon. Yeah. You definitely get some almost sweet, sweet. molasses. That's right. Uh, candied caramel kind flavors. Kind of Very yes. sweet. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. Which, believe it or not, this beer was originally brewed by Trappist monks. Right. Hmm. They believed that God wanted them to make beer. They're right. <laughs> I mean, like, how awesome does that get? Right, right. God given right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's uh it's so you know, I, I joke around all the time that that uh, I, I like IPAs, but I tend to like richer, fuller, sweeter, yeastier beers. And that, that, that this, this is that category, right? This, this epitomizes that. And it is, it is, in my opinion, so good, delicious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the idea of making some changes, adding, you know, the cherries, the coffee and whatnot. Yeah, sure. Do, do some of that, but you got to have some of this available to the, to the public for the, for the, and, and I think I'm the rare breed. I think I'm the, 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 the less common individual that this is the kind of beer that I really, really dig. There's other people out there that are like me that also really mm -hmm. dig flavor like this. No, I agree it, with you, you. You can't, you, like you nailed it. You I, can't I, get better I, than this. I, I think that we as beer drinkers are kind of evolving back to the traditional styles. Right. And, you know, oh, gravitating God. more towards beers that this is the way it was meant to be. Right. Mm -hmm. It didn't need to have, as I'm staring at a poster in my tasting room, of fun, which <laughs> I love that beer. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's eight different fruits in there. Marshmallow <laughs> fluff, <laughs> vanilla beans. Right. Uh -huh. I mean, sometimes God just wants us to enjoy the Some, most basic. Yeah. Right. right. You know, and I and I think that's what this beer kind of embodies. It, 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 I don't want to say it's a basic beer, but... You no, it's can, not basic whatsoever. Not at all. But you can certainly appreciate right. mm -hmm. 
the the basic ingredients that went in there. And and, and we didn't skip here. You know, we mm-hmm. we chose to brew this beer with Belgian malts, which you know we, we could have went the other way and just got some you know cheap Midwest Pilsner malt. But you know when yeah. you, when you want to brew a beer that's going to embody the style, right? Mm-hmm. You Go really just got to search for the ingredients. Right. This is going to sound a little strange, but I find that lots of times when you try to go down this road, there's almost a little bit of a banana-ish flavor. Do you know what I'm talking about or no? The banana clovey flavor of Belgian-style beers is is more or less all yeast-driven. Right. So depending upon, number one, what yeast you're using Mm -hmm. and what temperature you're fermenting the beer at. Yeah. Is going to produce those 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 banana clovey flavors, right? Hmm. So I mean, think about it like we as humans get on the treadmill, you start moving, we start sweating. Mm-hmm. Those sweat kind of creates odors that may or may not be enticing. Right. Mine might be a little worse than others. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, same thing for yeast. When you put yeast into a sugar solution and you up the temperature, right, and all of a sudden. They get freaky and funky. That's what's going to come out. Some some of those flavors right. where you lower the temperature, yeah. you're going to make more subtle yeah. type of flavors. So there's a balance here. That's so, yeah. basically what I'm getting. At. Like this didn't right. go down that road. This Correct. was this was so good, and it didn't go down that banana pathway. Yes, <laughs> which yeah, I'm not a fan of. So sometimes I like it, but this was spectacular. This was great. Look, I always said from day one, I'm going to brew beer that I want to drink. Right. That sounds perfect. And Can't lose. Can't miss. Yeah. So this last one, this is our Champagne Sour Nova. I'm excited about this one too. So we did this one originally <laughs> uh, two years ago, and it, this was just a, a basic sour style beer. Mm-hmm. But we took some of that base beer, then we put it in two wine barrels, a white and a red Chardonnay barrel, and let that age for 12 months. And, uh, and what came out of this Again, this is going back to what we just talked about. I think that this beer can be appreciated for what it is, which I don't want to call it basic, but it's very delicate. Mm -hmm. This is this is one of those beers that would substitute for champagne or wine. Right. But but it definitely has those flavors and the connoisseur would definitely appreciate that. So we're going to pour that beer right now. Oh, yeah. Although somebody's gotten a head start on it already. I may have had, <laughs> may have had this beer to set up today. I, I see three quarters of a glass already drank. <laughs> and like I was telling Brandon earlier that um, th- this beer is, is fermented actually in the barrel with three different, well, yeast and bacteria. So lactobacillus, mm-hmm. pediococcus, and Britannomyces. And... Those are those are normal bugs that we don't use in brewing. Right. But those were bugs that they used back in the day. Right. Gave some authentic flavors, farmhouse flavors. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, that's yeast and bacteria? Yes. So the bacteria is the lactobacillus. So for sure, right, right, so, right, right. So that's what's going to give you the, the tart, sour flavor. Right. The Britannomyces and the pediococcus, those are two different types of yeast that are going to, like I was explaining earlier, when we use brewer's yeast yeah. to make all our, you know, styles that normally are on tap, that yeast stops working at a certain temperature. 
Well, at a certain sugar. Oh, got it. So mm -hmm. eventually it'll get down to a level where it just stops working. Okay. Just there's not enough sugar to feed it, basically. Or, or the sugar has too many, like, longer chain sugars that it just can't consume. Mm -hmm. Getting too okay. organic chemistry on me. I know. So. <laughs> These other yeasts, they'll just eat. They finish eat off the job. And eat. Right. And they do it Keep very, very yeah. slow. Right. Which is why we had to put it in a barrel and let it sit there for 12 months. And what sort of blew me away about this the whole statement is the fact that you also introduce a bacteria for part of this process, right? Yes. It's like part of the whole brewing process, and my, my, my novice knowledge is, you know, the fact that it has to be so clean, it has to be so sterile. You have to be so careful about not introducing additional bacteria because then it, it, like, it spoils the whole batch. But the fact that you do introduce a specific one at a specific time, or like that, that, that blows my mind. It, it goes to the, to the fact of how much this is a science. It's not, you know. Oh, it is. Yeah. I, I go back to my microbiology classes at Temple, you know, when I was in, in nursing school back then. Right. And you really do have to think about the step ahead and the step ahead and the step ahead. Right. And when I'm doing spinal anesthesia in the operating room. Right. I mean, you're always thinking about sterility. You're always thinking about sterility. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. That's and, it. You know, like I'm it's, nuts about it. It's right. terrible. It, it's ingrained in who we are. Yeah. So when I'm back there, it's just like the operating room. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, totally. Like, like everything to me has to be sterile. Like, yeah. you know, the boots. Right. The I'm boots. Hitting, I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm hitting them with some isopropyl 70% alcohol. <laughs> Clean the gloves, right. everything yeah. is getting hit with something yeah. just to make sure that we don't spread. All right. All right. Let's do our thing, guys. Let's Absolutely. do it. Cheers. 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 Oh, baby. Oh, mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So good. Just so delicate. Right. Right. Mm. And so very wine like mm -hmm. it is very wine like you nailed it. That's yeah. exactly where I was going. Yeah. Almost like you could picture drinking this not on New Year's Eve. Right. Like we intend it, mm -hmm. but summertime. Yeah. You Definitely know, it's a summertime. perfect summertime beer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do a little by release. You know? Right, 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 right. Winter, summer. Revisit. Yep. Yeah. That's really good, man. Really good. Well, I'm glad you guys get to uh, enjoy these beers. Normally, before they reach the public, yeah, mm -hmm. you guys get the uh, sneak peek. It's not a bad job. It's not, no. No. Yeah. Lucky dog. And I heavily promote them. I'm like, hey, you guys got to go neck of the woods in like about a week or so. Something really good's coming out. You're Trust me. Love it. Trust me. <laughs> and that's the cool thing is is my brain doesn't stop working. Right. I'm always thinking about the next one. Mm -hmm. Right. Of course. So. You have to. What is the next one? Mm. What is the next one? We just brewed yesterday a double IPA, which we call XRP double IPA because I brewed that initially over a year and a half ago when cryptocurrency was 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 going crazy <laughs> right and they were right. talking about xrp being the next dollar right wow so i thought it would be a fun pun to throw out there it's but, well played yeah but but that beer oh my goodness next time i'm gonna try that it's one. on the agenda there yes. it is all right so we just made it through the the flight of different beers from Frank tonight. Spectacular. Fantastic. Yeah. All no. really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. And then tell us a little bit more about Pepe's, uh, Pepe's Hero Foundation. Yeah. So, I, I mean, what he's done, what he continues to do, and, and the people that he surrounds himself with, 
because you know they need props too. Right. Um, the, the the Heroes Foundation, well, minus COVID years, which right, the past right. couple of years, every February they just did a a, a major fundraiser right. where they would pack this one place down in South Jersey full of five hundred people for a beef and beer event, like just, a beef steak. Well, so, so beef steaks traditionally no. is all beef, and it's 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 usually bourbon, usually whiskey, and and no utensils and. Uh, 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 look, my friends and I actually do like a beefsteak weekend in like big beefsteak dinner and um, and do you not know, know what a beef and beer is? No, I, I like a beefsteak better. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just throwing it I, out I, there. I mean, just a Philly guy, I mean, yeah. beef and beer was beer and roast beef sandwiches. Oh, is that right? right. That's all you get. Interesting. <laughs> it's a little different. So yeah. this is, this is, uh, it's, it's actually, uh, it, it's, it's, um, Filet. It's a, uh, you know. Oh, right, right, right. You fancy guys. Real yeah. fancy, real fancy. Yeah. And uh, it started. See, it I like, went to Temple. You went to Georgetown? <laughs> for med school. Yeah, Binghamton. <laughs> I was a Binghamton dude, though. All right, like, Binghamton. Right? All right. So, but, but no, no, beefsteak. East New York started like the, back in like the 1920s or 18, whatever it was. And they would have like these like events and like, like just like a, like you're saying, like a party and you pay like whatever it is, like five bucks. Mm-hmm. And it was all the meat you could eat. And it would come on a little, little, boat of bread and they'd put some you know a little bit of sauce on there and it's like it's like a very traditional sauce where it's, it's Worcestershire sauce and butter and really that's it and it's, it's at a certain percentage and you put it over the top and you eat and now now the way that we do it is you you eat the meat off of the like it's all sliced all the fillet is sliced on the bread you don't eat the bread you stack the bread and whoever has the largest stack of bread when it's all said and done <laughs> is a champion of the beefsteak, beef steak. and you do. Wow! There's no beer. There's you just drink whiskey, and it, it's it is a fun event. Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah, nope. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a, it's not a beef and beer, but a, that's a beefsteak. But I like this beef and beer event. Well, as they well. have a traditional beef and beer. <laughs> right. Okay, you get some roast beef. Yeah. You get some neck of the woods beer. Heck yeah! All right. Ideally, this one. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and 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 more or less, this is just a fundraiser, so they they can get some money to to gets more 80s because honestly he told me over the past two years obviously with everything else going up right they've doubled in price that's unbelievable oh, yeah. right yeah I mean, is, is there a website or is there a place people could go to if they wanted to because this is a spectacular cause oh 100 yeah, thank you very yes. much a spectacular cause yeah you can go to heroesfoundation.com or you can pick up a six-pack of the heroes Kolsch beer right and there's a little QR code on there that you can scan. Bing it. That takes you right to their donation page. There it is. Just like magic. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Bringing it back to the topic of conversation yep. for tonight. <clears throat> yep. What exactly happened? What transpired last night? Want to give us the reaction? Yeah, absolutely. So, last night during the Monday Night Football broadcast on ESPN, um, it was a few minutes into the first quarter. I think it was maybe seven minutes in or so. There was a play. T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals caught a pass across the middle, went across, made contact, and got tackled by DeMar Hamlin. Um, after the incident, DeMar Hamlin got stood up and immediately collapsed right from there after he stood up. Um, from there, he was um, immediately attended to by the athletic trainers, physicians, emergency medical staff on site at in Cincinnati. He was on the field from, uh, I think, however many minutes or so doing CPR and all that stuff. And then Scary. about a half hour after the incident began, he did leave the stadium in the ambulance. 
Um, I think there was a little bit of a time lag just getting his family into the ambulance with him. Um, you know, I think I believe his mother was in the at the stadium last night, right? Um, to get him in the, in the hot. Um, in the ambulance to go with him to the hospital um, to receive the medical care. I didn't know how to interpret that. I didn't know if that was like a great sign. Like they're like, okay, we could wait for his mom to get down right. here. Or if the, or if that was like a bad sign, right. like we better let his mom right. in here before and, we go. Right. And it's reported that, you know, that, uh, following the CPR and the AED use on the field, they were able to regain a pulse. Um, and administered oxygen to DeMar Hamlin on his way into the ambulance and so on. Right. Um, and then as of now, to what we know, um, we're sitting in the in the brewery right now and ESPN is on and it's kind of kind of constantly rolling on the thing. And it's just it's, what we know as of now is that he's in critical condition still in the ICU at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Yeah. Medically um, induced coma. Uh, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, so and then following that. Um, the NFL and the coaches and everyone involved suspended or postponed, suspended the game for the evening. Yeah. Um, and now that's what was needed to be done. You know, yeah, I thought that was hands down the right, right thing to do. I was, I was surprised. I, I actually missed, I was, I was, um, with my daughter and we were watching something and I like to be able to hang out and just spend some time with her right. and do, do what she likes to do. And so I, I missed the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the game and my phone is just exploding, yep. you know, just blowing up yep. and I'm, I'm ignoring it all. And then my daughter's like, all right, time to go to bed. And she goes up and I pick up my phone. I'm like, what in the hell? And, and I turn on the TV and I see what's going on. Crazy, crazy, unbelievable. Now, how old was this, this um, player? He, he is 24, 24 years old. I think, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We don't know if he has any pre-existing. Right. right. No idea of any pre-existing issues. You know, un, you know, he could have an undiagnosed medical. I mean, like we were right. saying last last show about this, the hole in the heart that Crystal Tang had that right. kind of led to us. One in four people have it, and most people don't know they have it's, it. It's so. amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Would you ever have guessed that, it's that the number's that high? No. 25% of the population walking around. The, Potentially uh, have a hole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with a hole in the heart. Well, who, who was the uh, the guy on the Eagles who was he was a magician? He oh, got yeah. traded. Boss. Uh, yeah. John Doran boss. Doran yeah. yeah the, and and the, the only the way the that they found snapper. that he had the aneurysm was because he got traded and then and got a physical right, right, from the other team. The Saints, I think. The Saints. It was the Saints. Yeah, the Saints. And right. they picked that up like that. And, and that's yeah. not a knock on the Eagles staff. That's just no, because just, they don't recheck them. Only during the trade is typically when they get You have to go through a full physical. go through the full physical. Right, right, right. EKGs and all that other stuff. And they may have found whatever the John Doran boss case was. Right. They found his stuff through that. And it was one of those weird things where that situations are life changing. Like I know there's a story of, I don't know the referee's name. Um, it was a probably almost a decade ago or so now he was altercation happened on the field of the NFL players. He kind of tried to break it up. He got pushed and knocked back, hit his head on the turf. So in, and because of that, he was sent to the hospital to get checked. Then he found out he had some type of cancer, had all this treatment, but had he not gotten hit, this random, 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 random fell back, hit his head just to wow. go get a, a checkup to follow up. And here he found this much bigger thing, had to go through treatment, had a good prognosis and his back in uh, NFL officiating games and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you never know when these kind of things can happen. Right. Um, DeMar Hamlin is uh, is a yinzer. And I use that that, that term as, as a term of endearment. My wife grew up in Pittsburgh. My mm -hmm. uh, my whole my in-laws are from Pittsburgh and they are Pittsburgh through and through. Yep. Uh, he grew up in McKees Rock, right? He yep. went to Central Catholic, the, the, you know, Dan Marino fame. Mm -hmm. Went to University of Pittsburgh, had opportunities to go to Penn State and go to other schools mm -hmm. and, before he was, and then, and then he's drafted. The only reason I'm bringing all of that stuff up is that 
he's been evaluated by some very, very good docs along the way. Right. And and granted, anything can slip through. Yep. It just it just happens sometimes. Yep. Right? Anything can slip through. But my, my, my gut tells me, knowing that the, the, the medical staff and the, the, the medical care that's provided mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, UPMC, Allegheny, yep. fantastic, fantastic oh, yeah. place, right? My gut is that this wasn't a congenital issue. This was a separate issue, not, not a congenital issue. If we're going to go down the road of congenital issue, I think the first thing that pops into our mind is a possibility of what has gone wrong here, what has caused this right. 24-year-old athlete in peak physical condition yep. To have cardiac arrest on the field, you know, if you're thinking con- generally when you think some congenital mm-hmm. abnormality, you start thinking uh, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, yep. right? Like the the, the Hank Gathers mm-hmm. uh, cardiac condition, where you're where you're the muscle of the heart is a little bit thick and it predisposes you to have this um, potentially fatal arrhythmia, mm-hmm. and then you know people drop dead on the court. That's right. a, that's typically what they've talked about. I don't think that's the case here. Yeah. Do you? Like, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I think the None of us are sure. Yeah, none of the, obviously none of us are sure. Um, but gut instinct, you know, from watching it and seeing the replay and how it happened, the blunt trauma to his chest. Right. Causing, you know, reported sudden cardiac arrest on the field. You would kind of venture to go what's called commotio cordis, which is what, you know, what you what we're taught about in school. It's one of those things that you never expect to really see. It's pretty in, rare, and, man. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Same thing with when you learn CPR. You're like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I understand. But you really don't expect ever to use those skills. Until you need to use it. You, you obviously pay attention to use them, but you never want to use those skills. Right. Yeah. So like I said earlier, like when, when, when I re-looked at it and you see him on the ground. Right. Stand up. Pop right up. Pop right up. Popped right up. Yeah. And then literally within one second, drop right back down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could it be a combination of factors? Could right. it could it had been you know a head injury? Could, That's could one of the it, things that ran through my mind for sure. You know, I mean, th- this guy's what starting starting safety. Starting safety. safety. Yeah. I mean, could he have been concussed before? Could right. he had some brain trauma? You know that that was undiagnosed, and yeah. then that this kind of just tipped him over the edge. Right. For somebody to just drop down that fast because. Mm-hmm the blood flow in their heart can't pump enough to get to their brain and drop down that fast. I don't know. I'm, right. I'm not buying that. I'm, I'm thinking that there's a, a bunch of different factors that contributed right. to, to him dropping. Right. So could be the case. And so when this happened, once I finally did get on and take a look at it and did take a look at my phone, there's text chains going left and right. They're crazy. Yep. Um, one of them was a text chain within some of the guys, not even some of the guys, some, some of the practice, like right. guys in our group. And um, we were all throwing out these different scenarios. Like, could it be this? Could it be that? The overwhelming, most likely scenario was uh, this, this entity uh, that we just talked about, we just mentioned, commotio cordis. And we'll get a little more into what commotio cordis is. The other things that we threw out, like you're saying, was could it be head injury? Just mm-hmm. like you're saying. Like, like, it just seems so strange, but it's, it would be odd for him to have jumped up like that with mm-hmm. head injury or, or, or cervical spine injury or something like that. Right. Then, then there was maybe ten or fifteen minutes in when he's in the when he's in the ambulance, there was a report that they have a pulse, but he's not breathing very well. Right. And so then all of a sudden, we said, you know, could this be spontaneous pneumothorax or tension pneumothorax, mm-hmm. where 
your pulse is still going, but it's harder, becoming harder and harder to breathe. Um, but it happened so quickly. It just didn't seem like that would be the scenario. Right. No, I mean, most people whose heart stops, right? you're going to have problems breathing the next five to 20 Very minutes. Immediately. Right. Yeah. Immediately. You know, right, right, and right. Most, most patients are intubated, yeah. secure the airway, give them right. 100% right. Of oxygen. ABCs. Yeah, yeah, you right. know, l- lower, lower whatever... The, the 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 heart muscle itself you, you just totally want to reduce metabolic demand 100 percent. Right. yeah and you know i mean it, again it's not it's unfortunate in the sense of at least in the specul in the realm of speculation that it was only about seven minutes into a game right so it's like maybe he took a hard hit prior to or whatever but i mean seven minutes into the seven game seven minutes into the game the right Bengals had the had off had the ball first they went down the field mostly on a i'm pretty sure it was like a pass interference they went down the field 40 yards there was no right. play right you know what i mean and then quick score and then bills had turn the around offense. turn around next possession on the the bangles i think it was the second play of their drive maybe yeah with head injury there's this second impact syndrome which, right. which could be fatal could be devastating it's a, it doesn't take much of a hit for that second hit right. to cause these other issues like concussion and whatnot Usually you see it in younger athletes, mm-hmm. but again, he's a, you know, he's a younger, youngish guy, but you know, I guess it would have been, it was one of the possibilities, but I don't, my gut is that, 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 that's not where this particular one is. Another one that crossed my mind, and it actually led to a little bit of a spat between, uh, uh, between me and one of my, uh, uh, partners one of my colleagues was I, I threw out like like could this be a covid related issue where you know uh, um, uh, pericarditis or, or cardiomyopathy or cardiomyocarditis mm-hmm. um, myocarditis thank mm-hmm. you sir you got it. and um like, like with um uh christian erickson when he went mm-hmm. down and uh, as part of the danish team right you know that was one of the big speculations timing wise like like was this a COVID issue? Right. And I thought this could theoretically be on the table as a possibility. Mm-hmm. And I still think that theoretically it, it, it could be either COVID or even much less likely, far less likely even a vaccination issue. But, but you know, you never know. Right. Um, anyway, we got that resolved. So that's, that, that's good. But that, I thought that was on the table. The other thing that came up in my mind as a possibility here was like a thoracic aortic aneurysm. And he just mm-hmm. took this shot in the chest. And it ruptures, and all, all right. of a sudden, psh, down he goes. Um, and, I, and to be honest with you, I, I think it I, theoretically would remain on the table as one of the possibilities. Right. Um, maybe would, a little I, less I, likely. Yeah, He's would, young. Yeah, I would so think that he would be likely. probably deceased at this part. Right. You know, right, right. like like that is one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh really my hard. gosh. Right. You don't yeah. really. And AED doesn't that. save you from that. AED saves you from. Right. From arrhythmia. Right. right. So so important. one thing that we did talk about, I don't know if it was the last time or the time before. And, and I think it is fair to look at everything. Sure. Oh, yeah. You, you, you truly, in, in order to, to dive into this and try to understand what happened, what can we do to prevent this mm-hmm. moving forward? Yep. You know, we, we, we know what caffeine, right. supplementation. Right. Right. All Good these, thought. you know, additional whatever they're taking. Yeah. You know, my 13 my year old wants to take this pre workout right. stuff that's sold at GNC, right. which has, you know, 430 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. You right. know, so was he taking something like that? Within that, the confines of what's still legal in the NFL. Right? Exactly. Right. You know, and, and now his, his, his heart is, is 
extra activated, you know. With, Racing with, like crazy. Yes. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're hit. Yeah. And it's right. like. Down it goes. Oh, now, now we're going into accelerated mode. You, oh, you right. really just don't know. And, and so that, that's actually like minus the substrates or minus the chemicals that are going to increase your heart rate and whatnot. Right. That, that's sort of what commotio cortis is, right? Commotio sure. cortis is a, you take a very untimely um, cardiac percussion, a hit to your, to your chest that mm -hmm. affects your heart. Um, it's usually directly over the left ventricle, like mm -hmm. kind of centered directly over the left ventricle at the exact wrong time yep. through your normal heart rhythm. The and sodium potassium pump. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's, and it, it gets detailed, right? We're not cardiologists. And I forget that some of the details between the QR. Whatever, no, but you do get it. You, you get a low hypokalemic. Uh, so your potassium level drops significantly. Right. Which then now interferes with that pump. Right. Interferes with the conduction. And right. Boom. Yeah. All of a sudden. All, it, all of a sudden you don't get a, a good contraction. You don't right. have a normal heart rhythm. And then once it happens, like once you're in the downward spiral, it's downward spiral. Right. Right. And so, so. You go from normal heart rhythm immediately into V-fib and right. qu pretty quickly into asystole, pretty quickly into flatlining. Right. And, and the numbers are bad, right? Like the numbers are terrifying. Right. If you get a AED on that individual within, I think it's like within a minute, um, it's 50-50 it's or yeah. maybe approaching maybe, now 70% 70, yeah. 70, 70 right. chance of surviving the event. Right. And if it gets to two minutes, it's down to like 50-50. And if it gets to- Three minutes, it's- Three minutes, like, 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 you know, eight, less than 20% or something right. like, like, yeah, horrendous. Right. I think I, I, I've read numbers. some stuff today about commotion, of course, specifically for, for tonight. And that, you know, it was, it was an article, like a literature review about the changes in survival rates of commotion quarters over time. Right. And I think this was from 2013 or so. So it's a little outdated, at least nine years or so. Right. Um, but it was saying Getting from better. the early nineties or so till that point, it went from about, you know, roughly 10% up to 15%. So it's going upward, but still not a, not a promising number by any means. Right. Um, but I think with that, the increase is probably most likely due to AEDs. AEDs. Right. The correct medical Pepe's. staff, yeah. The correct mm -hmm. medical staff on site, right. athletic trainers, physicians, recognizing EMTs, immediately, you know, people like Pepe who are putting these ADs in the right positions to have these things, you know, as an athletic trainer, it's interesting because this is all stuff that we do almost regularly. If you're right. stationed at a high school, you're making the emergency action plan. You're making sure all these supplies are there. Yeah. At a college, you're doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. Because when it happens, they're looking at you. Right. And there's and no time to figure it out. No. It has to be figured out ahead of time. Right. And yeah. I mean. You know, I even professionally in my career, I've had an instance where I was taping ankles pre-football game and I got a, uh, an athlete came down and says, hey, someone's outside who collapsed. The coaches are all surrounding. Can you come help? And this poor woman had a cardiac arrest episode and we performed CPR. Same, a similar situation. We were able to regain a pulse. She went back to the hospital and got further care at the hospital. Right. But that was like a half hour before a football game. Right. So then... You know, there's multitude of things that happen in these scenarios from obviously the athlete, his life is, you know, the paramount thing. Everyone's trying to save, you know, this per sure, the person's life at hand. And, but then the ripple effect of that, of those people who involved in that saw something that they did not expect to see that day. Right. You know what I mean? And then for me personally, it was, it was a lot to take in because I was roughly, I don't know, 24, uh, 25 ish or so. Right. Pretty young in my career. I 
well, just getting ready to work a college football game. And half hour before, I'm doing CPR on an elderly woman on, on a sidewalk. Like, you know, it right. just changes your whole perspective of a day. It's tough to focus. Right. Yeah. And then, which is another thing, which is kind of in this whole topic of DeMar Hamlin's whole thing. And the NFL released a statement today that they're offering mental health um, resources to all the players from last night, all the staff, everyone across the league, if they need something. It can't not impact Because, you, 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 know, you know, you need it because, for example, again, to my own personal experience, Following this event, um, the the woman that we did help, unfortunately, did pass away, oh, I think, yeah. about 10 days or so later after intensive care at the hospital or whatnot. You did um, what you could do. Right. right? right. Following best, that, you know, chance. I talked to my athletic director and I just said, hey, look, you know, there were some coaches, there were some athletes, there were some there's a lot of people involved in this event. I'm OK, but I think we should take a global approach, to make sure everyone's OK. So we right. set up a, a counseling session with our counseling service on campus. Everyone who was kind of like immediately there, we went through it and you kind of worked together to get through it and just kind of go over everything with someone who's trained to kind of get you through those kind of tough events or whatnot. So it's nice to see that those things are also being offered to everyone involved last night and all the things like that. For sure. Without question. Right. right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. I was surprised that they were going to try to restart the game. Right. Um, and, and like you saw like. There, there was, was no, no way. There, there, was, no there, way. Was, there was no way. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, again, I think it's it's the underlying um, notion behind all this. Like football doesn't matter, right? It, 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 the game, it's a game. At the end of the day, it's just a game. Right. It's entertainment. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What really matters is that this life-altering situation needs to be taken care of. You know, and I, and, and I want to throw an optimistic, um, you know, curve to this. You were mentioning the the Danish soccer player yeah. right. Ericsson yeah. plays for uh, Manchester United for the Premier League oh mm-hmm. I didn't know that mm-hmm. uh, he does have an AICD in oh really and is yep. currently playing he's playing, playing again yep. Premier League soccer. soccer but they never figured out the root cause they never did isn't that amazing you yeah. know but and but he has an internal defibrillator right. inside of him now in case he needs it right in right. case he needs it yep and so the, I mean potentially and, and hopefully this guy does recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe maybe that's something that is in his future. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. But and before we we get there, I've seen I've seen this exact scenario. I didn't uh-huh. see it live. But one of uh, one of our docs here, one of excellent sports medicine docs, Dr. Holmes, Nathan Holmes, uh, had a high school athlete. Mm-hmm. He's covering the game. Pitcher throws the ball. As a, he's covering a high school baseball game, pitcher throws the ball, foul tip into the into the into the catcher's chest. Can you see it's it's on video. He has the video of it. Catcher stands up, just kind of walking around, rubbing his chest. Maybe three seconds in, <laughs> hits the ground. And uh, Doctor Holmes knew exactly what was going on. Uh, immediately, what was happening, runs out there, starts CPR. Get the AED. Get the AED. Mm-hmm. And they got it immediately. And uh, uh, Dr. Holmes is doing CPR on the on the kiddo. And sure enough, sure enough, he went, Dr. Holmes went to his graduation. That <laughs> is an amazing story. Right, right, right. Yep. And it was the exact same scenario. It looked just like what happened last night. Got hit, popped up, okay for three, four, five seconds. Right. Down he goes. And, and like, so when I saw it, I was like, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is what's happening. And then when we got those reports that like the issue was breathing, he's got a pulse. And I was like, I guess it could be, could be an right. thorax, attention to more thorax. There are other things on the table, but 
it all just happened so fast. It just looked like Camosio Cortez. And right. again, time time will tell. Right? Time will maybe tell, maybe right. we got this wrong. Maybe that's right. not what it is. But it just looked like it. It was right. this. It was a, the scenario that you anticipate. Crazy stuff. It's definitely one of those things. That it's just the, I don't know the exact numbers, but the chances of it happening are so small. So, so small. Rare. It, it's the perfect time in the in the heartbeat. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like perfect time, perfect placement, perfect amount of force. Right. And, and, and most people are. It didn't look like an av- an out of the ordinary hit. Anything yeah. crazy. Incredibly, incredibly, like lucky or unlucky. You know, just right. based on the timing. But like, it takes the, the exact. Has to be hit in the exact right spot at the exact right time, time. during yeah. the, the during the, the the normal heart rhythm. I think it was literally the last show that right. we did. This sort of it came up because at some point I mentioned that um, that you know I was covering the uh, the the finals for the New Jersey State Finals. This is right. true 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 state finals, right? For the for, for the first time, New mm-hmm. Jersey. I was covering the New Jersey State Finals. And uh, Kevin Browse, one of one of the athletic trainers for for he's for Del, he's an athletic trainer for Delcy, great athletic trainer, was ahead of the you know head of New Jersey you know mm-hmm. the, the, the ATSNJ for New Jersey yep. exactly, and um, one of the first things I said to him when we got there I was like hey but where 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 is the AED, and he, he looked at me and kind of joked he's like doctor scaring me and then he went and said oh there's the ambulance right there we got it all covered right. and this and that. But this is exactly why. Why? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere we go, every time, everything we cover. That's really one of the things you just got to know. Because right. if it happens, if it's if you're so unlucky that 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 happens when you're 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 at the helm, like you have to know. This right. you don't have time to figure it out on a flight. Right. You got you got to have that thing ready to go whenever wherever you're going. You know, when I was at a, at a previous college, we traveled a lot, and it right. was always we'd all be on buses for bus trips seven five to nine hours, you know, randomly. And my previous boss was like, "Yeah, you know, make sure you always take the AD on the bus with you." Right. And I was like, "Well, it's always packed with me." Yeah, sure. It's like under the bus. No, no, no. Put it on the bus. Like you never know. God forbid you need it. Right. When you're on the road, the bus driver has something happen. Yeah. You know, the coach, whoever, what you, you just don't know. Right. And so, like, anywhere I go, I'm almost like, all right, I want my kit. I don't, I, I could care for the tape and the band aid. Just bring me the AED and, and yeah. I don't know. And I, I'll be able to make it. Ah, go ahead. Sorry. For True story. If you don't have an AED, yeah. mm-hmm. we all learned about the precordial thump. Right. And it worked. Yeah. I was in the operating room. No. We were doing a pain injection on a patient. Yeah. And the guy who was doing the injection accidentally, the medicine went right into the bloodstream yeah. instead of around a nerve. Intravascular. It was a Marcane injection, mm-hmm. went right to the heart, yeah. asystole. Right. My gut instinct was I was right here with the patient. I'm going to hit this guy as hard as I can in his chest. Boom. Thumped yeah. him. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Came back. Frank. Yes. Unbelievable. So if you don't have an AED, a precordial yeah. thump. Yeah, that's yeah, that's potentially could work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just whack them on the chest. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 You see, you see it in the movies. But the reason you see it in the movies is because it it's is a real, real thing. thing. Right. Yeah. It's a real well, thing. Well, that in Pulp Fiction too. You know, remember that one? <laughs> oh, it's, what a scene, man! <laughs> right. What a scene. So, and one of the big differences here between you know what what you know what Peppy's doing here has so many levels of service right like we're talking about the one in a million scenario what, what pepe is doing is the, the the more common more likely someone has an mi mm-hmm. there's an AED there to help them 
But in this particular situation, it's very different from that, right? Like Pepe had all these risk factors going into it. Like you said, what'd you say? It was a six, six arteries? That yeah, were six arteries. Six right. arteries, right? You have to imagine high level athlete, 24 years old. He doesn't have blockages in six of his, you know, right. coronary arteries, right? So, so it's, it's far less likely. So this is just a random bad, horrible bad luck thing that can that right. really can happen to anybody yeah. at any time just the timing everything has to be so perfect right that, not perfect isn't the best word for it but it has to be timed correctly yeah to for it, all these things the right word, to right. all these things that you know kind of cascading to make this event happen yeah um, which you never want to see it but so then you know the next question becomes what happens right right what well, now? you know, awareness, awareness, you know, is 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 definitely key because if it happens on the field during an NFL game yeah. or during a college game, right. a high school game, whatever it be, it's it's awareness. Yeah. It's, it's understanding what and, to do. And I think, you know, I hope that obviously, like we all do, we hope for the best outcomes. But with this is that. I think the awareness is going to be so much more impactful because it was on such a large stage. And oh, that yeah. It was a nationally televised game, Monday Night Football. And a you know, really good really game important against two like, really good teams. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? A really good primetime game that had some good star athletes, you know, the whole the whole bit. So the awareness will go because this, unfortunately, isn't the first time it's happened in that, like, there's been a sudden cardiac arrest episode on a sporting event, field, court, whatever the case is. It's unfortunately seen often. We mentioned Christian Erickson a couple of years ago before that with NBA ref was kind of running up the feet, up, up the court and, pe- and fell right back. You know, different things, they happen. They, right. You know, they are common in the sense that they don't have that they've happened before, rather. So I think the the impact of this is going to be very large in that, you know, Right. I think it's safe to say with that, it's already been demonstrated in that, you know, uh, DeMar Hamlin does have a foundation that he started back in 2020 to help local kids in his community for toy charity called the Chasing M's Foundation. And since last night, it's not even 24 hours since the event. And I just checked my phone before we recorded and the foundation, the GoFundMe page has now reached over five million dollars. What, what um, a great guy what a good event you know what i mean like everything and he's always been the family guy you know the reports there's always been videos and stuff of that um and the gofundme page on there it just his his original goal was like twenty five hundred dollars right um he now with that with all the support of everyone across the world country whatever the case is over five million dollars in that and the person the spokesperson for the family has said that's the direct fund for everything that they're doing right now sure just, i mean they got a lot of other things on their mind setting up that but the fact that this is already set up and that people are just funneling all the funds and everything that's going to help for his care and everything going forward um it's a great cause and that five million dollars in 24 hours is very impressive yeah for him personally you know like assuming this was commercial quarters mm-hmm. You know, there's a few things you have to consider, you have to hope for, right? Mm-hmm. There was some downtime right. there, right? They're doing CPR. Yeah, I think uh, uh, on T, again, because in the brewery that ESPN is on, it's kind of looping. He said he was roughly on the field for about 16 minutes after the event to getting into the into the ambulance and off right. to the field. Off the field. CPR starts immediately, right? Right. As trainers, as sidelined healthcare providers, we have... Uh, trainers angels to help mm-hmm. cut off face masks we right. have dremels to help unscrew mm-hmm. the screws we have the uh the the, the buttons on un- unclip the clips so got to cut have, open the jersey you got to get yeah. all the equipment cut off everything give us exposure so mm-hmm. we can begin these life-saving maneuvers and, and and the hope here is that it happened quickly enough right. the hope here is that 
his brain remained oxygenated. I guess we just don't know right. that yet, right? Like he goes, they get to the hospital. Pretty typically, you're in the hospital for a few days after an event like this just to watch, to make sure you don't go back into another right. arrhythmia, mm -hmm. to keep close tabs. He is in, as far as I know, he's in a medically induced coma, and right? still in critical condition. He's still yep. in critical condition, but it is medically induced coma where you're giving mm -hmm. him medications to keep him in that, that state and to keep an eye on him, keep him innovated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess it, the, the best case scenario is there was no anoxic injury. Right. So injury that is a byproduct of the brain not getting enough oxygen. Mm -hmm. So the best case scenario, there was no anoxic injury. This was commotio cordis. is a completely random event. He's back into a normal heart rhythm. And he goes on and has a normal life after this. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. I mean, right? we, we, at this point, it's all speculation. Yeah, yep. time will tell. Yeah. But I mean, there's optimism, as terrible as that was to see. You know, when Ryan Chazier went down, Pittsburgh Steeler, yep. linebacker, and many others like that with their spinal cord injury. Right. So, interestingly enough, a little bit of a segue is uh, Josh Sweat, right? Philadelphia yeah. Eagle. Yeah. Went down, he got carted off the field, and part of part of my yeah. concern here was like, like, literally, this happened on Sunday, and right. I see that happen, and the first thought I have was, Let's get uh, let's get Dr. Greenleaf right. back on. Mm -hmm. Time to start talking about the Adam Talaferro Foundation right. again, right? Yep. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we just had another of these episodes. So so in that scenario, the ability to fully recover mm -hmm. far far less. In this scenario, as horrible as it was, at least there is that promise. Right. There's a chance at a full recovery here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Christian Erickson's playing soccer. Right, exactly. There's a chance of full recovery right. here. I think he was out for, I don't know, six months or so, whatever the right. case was. And you know, it's it's funny, you it's ironic you mentioned the Ryan Shazier thing. Mm -hmm. I saw something online today in that, so the Ryan Shazier, Shazier injury, the Tua Tagovailoa big concussion hit that happened the earlier. terrifying one where the, he's yeah, posturing. Right, yeah, yeah. that one. And then a few years ago when Antonio Brown took that hard hit across the middle from, uh, forget his first name, Perfect. And right. it was all That's happened right. in Cincinnati, which That's is the craziest thing. It's unbelievable, right? Like, right. how are these four mildly catastrophic events that all, like, kind of made a big statement? Yeah. You know, I only say that because, you know, there were just two concussions, spinal cord injury, and unfortunately, there's cardiac arrest thing. You know, it's crazy that they've all happened in the same place. Right. And it that's really is. it's. It has nothing to do with turf. It has nothing to do with grass. It has nothing no. to do with the air quality. It's just, it's just incredible, incredibly bad luck, incredibly bad timing and bad luck. You know, in that regard, it's crazy that it happened. But again, silver lining of certain things like this is that it happened at the right place at the right time. Right. In that he was surrounded by people who could take care of him appropriately. They could respond. Yeah. You know, because if he was in a situation where this happened and there was no AED, there was no one who knew CPR, no athletic trainer, no physician, 100% no fatal. EMT, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. You know, again, to go to, through my stories of when I traveled in different college settings, it's like we've played baseball. I, I went to remember one time we went somewhere down North Carolina and played a baseball game. And this field was in the middle of nowhere. And the, the host team didn't have an athletic trainer. And I was traveling, so I was like, well, good thing I'm here and I have an AD with me. God forbid anything happens. Right. We're like, because someone mile, told you, take the yeah, AD. Someone take take the AD with you. We're like, you know, a half mile down some dirt road or where the random baseball field is. You never know where you're going to be. Yeah. And when it you happens there, it's yeah. over. Right. So it's definitely good to have that preparedness and people like 
Pepe who, who are putting the ADs in the right sporting events right. to help those, the, the schools and the different places who are funding athletic trainers to be at sporting events or making that thing, you know, all that stuff does help. Emergency preparedness. It really does. Mm-hmm. To be ready ready for the situation should should the situation arise. You know, As infrequent the, as it happens. Right. In the world of sports medicine, right, like we have the best seat in the house and that we get the best job in the world and that we get to watch sports from the sideline all the time. Right. However, when things like this happen, this is where we fall back on all the training, all the stuff that we do and we practice right. for these instances to make the best possible outcomes. Right. And I'm hoping that I think we all would agree that last night that all the right things were done and all the right timing of everything and that hopefully the best possible way. outcome could so. be um, what's going to happen with DeMar Hamlin in this situation. Right. Right. So I think with that said, um, again, we, myself, Dr. Frey Frank, we all agree that we, we, we send our best prayers and wishes to DeMar Hamlin and his family during this really tough time. Um, as we mentioned, hit the Chasing M Foundation um, is his foundation that he does a toy drive and that it, I believe it's going to be used for a funding and different things um, for for his medical bills and so forth and so on. Um, we will continue to monitor the situation. As we always mention. we do record this show on Tuesday and release it on Friday. Um, so with this DeMar Hamlin situation, there's going to be new news coming out potentially daily. So things may change. Um, just again, a reminder, we're recording this on Tuesday evening. So if there's stuff that happens Wednesday, Thursday into Friday, that we don't cover just because it wasn't available to us at this time. You With- can also check out Pepe's Foundation, right. Heroes Foundation, and uh, you know give them a quick glance and, and see what they're all about and, and consider donating to their cause mm-hmm. as well. And then that too, I think it's um, I think I, I've noticed on social media a lot of people are t- taking the opportunity to, you know what, maybe it's a good time to go learn CPR. And it, you know, it's a life life saving skill that you never know you might need. And you rather one of those things you rather have it not need it need it not have it kind of deal and in regards of the knowledge of how to do that do so so again check your local red cross whatever the case is to get cpr certified absolutely and you never know those couple of minutes are life-changing and life-saving so take the take the course learn how to do it and you could potentially save someone's life and, and something crazy that could happen on that note we would like to thank our sponsor before we close out our tab here um, first, Reconstructive Orthopedics with our eight locations of focus on you approach. The Energy Lab, the region's premier sports performance center and destination. Neck of the Woods Brewing Company has been serving us the coldest beers here in Pittman, New Jersey. And lastly, Timber Reel Productions to help us edit and produce this podcast and bring it out to you. Again, Happy New Year, everybody, and have a great evening. <laughs>